there's a tie, we'll throw them in the hat and draw out of it. But we're going to do this so that David and I can announce those tickets next week going to somebody who tweets at us at, at Hawkeye Huddle or at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And uh, who would Hawkeye Huddle 2 be? That would be me. And you are? Brett Bridge. And I'm Dave Creighton Jr. That's right. And, I'm I at didn't, Hawkeye Huddle. and we're here at GMIX. And. Uh, <laughs> You're back in the country, which is is great. No issues at the border. No issues at the border. Passed through by three dogs. N- nice. I don't think these were service dogs either. <laughs> they made it, made it through. A lot, a lot of sniffing going on there. Um, don't know why. So this it's a flight from Cancun. Well, I mean, right. It's direct uh, to are Chicago. You, are you packing? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, are you packing? Yeah, that's stripes. Uh, yeah. Hi, Brian. Hold, no, it's are you holding? You know, it's, uh, Justine's twenty-eight. Justine. Justine Schlager's Justine twenty-eighth birthday today. Right here, you can come on down happy and say birthday. happy birthday to her here at G Mix. Uh, she loves mini beers. I've yeah, seen it. Her, there you go, uh, David. This is maybe not the most. The most celebratory show we maybe anticipated having, but there's some good stuff to to celebrate, and it's going to necessitate necessitate us at least having one more show next week, which is great. Right. Um, And so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Iowa women's basketball team. Um, But then we've got wrestling. We've got uh, men's basketball, a little bit of baseball as well. Of course, as the men, the Hawkeye men wrapped up their season with a loss uh, in the NCAA tournament last week. Uh, on Thursday, they go down 75 or 83 to 75 to Auburn in a game that uh, they never really played that well. They had one stretch, the, uh, probably the 10 minute mark of the second half to about the six, seven minute or six, five, six minute mark where they cut a 17 point lead down to four. Um, and I think they had a chance to cut it from they there. Did. And Peyton Sanford, who that, did have 21, he missed a big one. That was the big shot. And, and uh, Buzz and I were watching. By then, they had put it back on the screen. And uh, Peyton got a, a good look, and it, had he made it, that it would have gone to one. And it, when he missed it, we were like, "Oh no!" That was it. That right? That oh, yeah. that was that may have been the chance. And then Auburn, of course, came down and made a basket. And as you said, that was that. And very frustrating to watch that basketball game. Watch the last three basketball games that we all did. They all had sort of this same frustrating piece of it in common, which is that you know what the team is capable of. They just weren't doing it. Right. Uh, when you go 0 for your first nine from the three-point line, Iowa is just not going to win. They ended up 25%. I think that went to something like in of their, their 14 losses this year. I believe 12 of them they shot less than 30% from three, right, or something like that. I just would like to know if there was a team on the schedule that did not have their highest scoring game against Iowa. Well, Auburn uh, didn't shoot great in the first half. They ended up, though, making their first six threes out of halftime uh, when Iowa had cut it down to five right before halftime and actually had a chance to do it, cut it even a little bit closer. Odd rotations again. Here was probably something you – I'm not sure you saw this uh, based on how your TV was rotating down there in Cancun, but – uh, Fran, you know, essentially sat down his starters before the end of the first half. So Tony Perkins had two fouls. He sat down. Uh, and Connor had two fouls. He sat down. So you've got DeSante Bowen, who's barely played. And, and as game. soon as he comes in, he, he goes to the hole and makes a layup. Yes. But and then the next play, he goes down to the hole, and he throws it. Well, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. They had a chance to cut it from four to two. He drives the middle of the lane and then tries a backwards, no-look bounce pass that goes over the head of everybody, and Auburn gets the layup. 
Um, and then you, you, so you had some strange thing there. I still think that's, you know, one of Fran's biggest Achilles heels. He doesn't understand uh, his rotations very well. Um, I think you and I both agree he plays Connor too much in situations when Connor's getting beat, but that's not going to happen anymore as Connor is done. But that notwithstanding, they were still there and had a chance. Uh, Chris Murray did not have his best game, 15 points, but he was really um, a non-factor in most of, most of it. Philip Rochett, 14, not bad. Sanford's going to be back. That's the guy that you're going to look at next year as a leader on the team, actually. I, Excuse me. Holy wow. cow. Well, I that sucked a, in some air. And, you know, that was a good one. I'm drinking again. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, Diet Coke is going to get to you one of these days. Anyway, interesting question that I'd like to pose to you. How many players do you think do come back? I mean, uh, because Perkins, Euless, Bowen, um, the kid from Council Bluffs. Dix. Yeah, yeah, you really only. so And the, Peyton. Right. Um, and it, it, Ryan Mulvey. Riley Mulvey, I believe. So here's what I. So they've already got a transfer. The kid from, Bel, kid from Belmont, Evan Bronze. And he's he's. He's a role player for Belmont. He's a kid from Iowa City. We couldn't they're get gonna, Ari they're Gold. Gonna, they're going to let we him had to walk get off. Evan Bronze. Yeah, they're going to. He's a, he's a Joey six Silver. seven. Right. He's a six seven kid that they're going to let walk on and try to help. Okay. okay. They're out there. They are scouring. They, I, I've got right now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine guys that we see. Are Iowa's already been li- listed as like every time you see a tweet from contacted by and Iowa's at the top of the list. Fran's already out there. Okay. Um, th- which th- would indicate that Fran is coming back. Which would indicate that Fran is coming back. Now, Texas Hawk, who runs the collective, yes, says the it, that's not entirely settled yet. He could see. That's an interesting thing out of a guy who's connected, that he could see Fran taking Notre Dame or Temple. The Temple? Yeah. Well, he's a Philly guy. Right. So that's possible, but he thinks he's coming back. So at least right now, with all these guys he's contacting, Number one, uh, uh, the number one guy they're going back after is Tyler Nickel, who went to North Carolina. Didn't have a great freshman year, but he's he's the all-time leading scorer in Virginia history. And he and, has and he was down entered. to uh, and he's entered, and Iowa was in his top five. It was UNC and Virginia Tech, but Iowa was in his top five. But there's also the kid from Merrimack, Merrimack, who actually won the divi- the, the, the conference that FDU's in. Right, so FDU did not win their conference, but beat Purdue. Mary Mack has a kid named Jordan Miner who averaged like 18 points games, about six eight, six nine, pretty thick, strong, fast kid. Give you a, a build of Philip Rarache, even though he didn't look like him. There's a number of them. Okay, so my point is, so who's coming back? I think Mulvey's gone, uh, and I think uh, obviously Ogundale's gone. I think those two guys are, are going to leave. And then the question kind of comes down to, what do you see for an Aaron Euless or uh, a Desante Bowen? I think everybody else is back unless if Fran leaves, I think uh, if Fran leaves, I think P-Mac goes with him, right? Oh, I forgot to mention Patrick. <laughs> right. If I think Patty Mac goes with him if Fran leaves and goes somewhere. But other than that, I think you're just going to have your extra two big guys that are going to go, and I think they will, based on how hard they're working at it and the money they have available this year, they're going to get somebody to come in so, and help fill So who roles. are the three guys that are coming in? I, There's uh, four. So Five. San, Little Five. Sanford from Waukee. Or Northwest. Price Sanford from, from Waukee. Ostensibly Brock Harding from uh, second team All-State in Illinois. Moline, Point though, from right? And they Owen. won the state title, right? Yes, and his teammate, Owen Freeman, first team All-State, 6'10", forward slash center. So Freeman and Harding from Moline. Cooper Koch, 
Oh, right. Right? Uh, third team. Uh, is he tw and, and Cooper Koch's third team all stayed in Illinois. And I can't. Nandali Dembele. And where's he from, Andrew? I can never remember where he's from. So uh, uh, he's an out east recruit that has connections to Iowa and has actually um, some serious athleticism. They got five guys coming in, okay? Um, when you add those five guys into the into the mix, they end up having possibly one one open spot because Chris is leaving. Pro if Presumably, that right? And that's where you're going to stick whoever this big guy is that they're going to go after and get. Um, I, I think um, you have to find. They have to find a post. You have to find two posts, and you have to find a power forward. Mm -hmm. And and people are going to like Freeman. And let me tell you right now, he's not Mar Riley Mulvey. Owen Freeman is a, is more ready to play. He's quicker. He's stronger. He's more. He's just more ready to play. Reminds me of a Jess Settles, maybe a little taller Jess Settles. But he's not going to be there yet, right? He's going to be good, but he's going to be many if he needs to be. He'll be a freshman, right? So he'll be very serviceable. Maybe a Russ Millard type. Yeah, you know, he's right, kind of, right. Right. So he's in that that vein in my, in my my book. McCabe. Um, <laughs> probably he was well, more of a chucker. Yeah, he was a, McCabe had a little different little different game, but. There's going to be some players that are coming in. Brock Harding, by the way, I will be shocked if that kid doesn't get 25 minutes a game next year. Well, the, the, the ball is glued to his hand when he's got it. He's, right. he's a floor general. He's he's an immediate. When, who was the last point guard we had like that? Mikey Gazelle? He's Mike Gazelle with actual speed and moves. No, I'm suggesting. Yeah, right. Who, who, right. Who had that? Who was the last point that guard that I, that I point, felt yeah. like could run the floor? Be, be in charge. Be the floor general. Who was the last guy we had? Dean Oliver. Uh, Jeff Horner. Jeff Horner. Are you going to go back that far? Gazelle uh, uh, had the had the factor of that's where you were putting him, and you knew that what, that's what he was doing. And he didn't have a lot of turnovers. No, in, in, no, and it, I yeah. felt like he ran. Yeah. He, but was, he a, was the uh, Trent Dilfer point guard. I think. I he wasn't going to kill you too much. Wasn't going to help you a right. lot. Hard, Harding is underrated because of his size, because he's only 5'9", five, 5'10". Okay, ten, what about this dude from Kansas State who's like 5'4"? Right? It, it clearly doesn't matter. That's my point. I'm telling you, I'm thrilled about what Fran actually has coming in. That's why I think if they can get some of these guys. I think Perkins is leaving. You think Perkins is leaving? Why Don't, do you think that? I think body language. Siege. It's the only thing that tells me that. I would. Eh, he's a leader on that team. I think. Well, I would think so, but I... I have never seen a guy pout more in the basketball court. Don't you think that's just kind of the way he kind of scowls all the time? Maybe I don't. You might be right. You might I, be. You might just be tired of it, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I. I mean, I don't want him to leave. Don't get no, me wrong. No. I, he. He's. I a, would see Eulis going before him, but you're. You're right. There's some body language things that when when he gets disciplined, but see, Eulis, he gets is a, Eulis will be a senior next year, right? No. Or ju junior. Junior. Or yeah. a, a COVID junior. Yeah, he's a COVID junior. Oh, he's a junior, junior. This is only his second year. So, yeah. Uh, I swear, I thought I saw on the TV that he was a junior. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Look, if only we had a device, Andrew. Um, is our well, uh, resident intern. Resident intern. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, the roster will be different. Uh, and uh, He is going to be. Okay. Okay. See, I don't think Eulis is going to go anywhere. I can see. Well, Tony's the same age then. Yes. They're both going to be seniors. They're going to stay. And Patrick's going to be a junior. They're all staying. Well, maybe Patrick's a senior. Yeah, redshirt. Right. They're all staying. The only people you're going to see rolling off are you're going to lose Rebracha and Chris and Connor. 
And to, then, and the then two guys at the, the end of the, the bench, two big guys who never played anyway. Right, Mulvey may stick around just because he he's happy to be an Iowa Hawkeye or whatever, but he's not getting any playing time. He's just too slow, um, and there's going to be guys replacing him. So we'll see. Um, that's just conjecture, but I and I don't think Fran's leaving. Well, I do see I do see the opportunity for him that if he were wanting to say, you know what, fresh start, Jack's not in college yet. I can take Jack with me before he even starts at Iowa. Uh, Patrick can take a mental break from everything and go with me and leave the baggage behind. Connor's done. I could see it, right? That could happen. And then, you know, the Hawks go get – they go, come up the road here to, to uh, Drake and say back they're in. Back up the in, truck. Hey, back up the truck. Matt Gaten's on our staff. Hopefully you'll want to keep him around. Right. And, uh, uh, oh, maybe your, maybe your son might want to come in and fill in the role that uh, Patrick McCaffrey's uh, given up. Right. And, yeah, and, and your other son will be happy to join. To, to join sooner or later. Right. right. Yeah. So it, it, it very well could happen. It's clearly um, a thing we do. Clearly a thing we do, and I, I think. What's John I, Rothstein say? Iowa, it's a family business. It's a family business. Um, <laughs> so wrapping this up, 19 and 14 on the year. They just finished off with three straight losses, Let me ask you a question, though. Are you disappointed on the season? No, and that's the thing. I am just very disappointed in the way it ended because there was, it, because much like many times in the Fran era, we've had more hope in the middle of the year. We've seen flashes of what they can do. That disappoints me. The game me. at but Indiana I, was so good. And we then, sat here three weeks ago and just went, wow, we're, look what they're doing. They're ready. They're peaking. Right. And then they didn't. But I also sat here with you in November and said, this is a 17 and 14 regular and season team, and it's NIT. Right. And they're, and they're going to have a, they're, they're gonna struggle to make the tournament. Um, and could we're going to be Wisconsin lucky. going to Oregon tonight. Um, I also sat here with you uh, in December after I got back from Nebraska or in January after I got back from watching them in Lincoln and said, I don't know how we're going to win three more games. Right, looking at the Big Ten schedule. So, right. you know, it, what, what's what's interesting about Fran is, I don't know if it's streaky or whatever, but there needs to be an addition to that coaching staff, and that addition needs to be, I don't know. Somebody else, teach them how to play defense. Someone who understands defense. And so as I, as I was watching and as I was hypothesizing, if Fran were to leave, I'm going to throw a new name into the mix. And his name is Mark Montgomery, and he is the big black uh, assistant coach for Michigan State. And I only say black for identification purposes. So you know who when you like. watch... Michigan State guy, play right, and this he's, week. He's in Izzo's ear all the time. And he's he's the on the ear. floor yeah. in yeah. Iowa City at that game, yeah. running that game from an X's and O's yeah. standpoint while Izzo bitches at the officials. I thought you were going to say Katie Abramson because she can obviously uh, coach dirty defense, but – but man, that was. But she she coached. We're going to get into that. Boy, she did have a defensive scheme that knocked the best scoring team in the country off their off their rocker for most of the game. But well, you know, every time they move, you elbow them. Oh, and you also know where their passes are going, so you jump every passing lane. I mean, anyway, we get. I don't want to get bogged down. You're right. If they were to if they were to look at what they could do, let's say Sherm Dillard decides. Hey, everybody else has retired since Fran started. Maybe I'm done now. Right. Then yes, you go looking for a defensive specialist who can um, a defensive specialist who can really help you because the scheme, Fran's defensive scheme is rotten. It leaves too many guys open in the corner. Who so it doesn't matter whether they're good shooters or not. They mech down shots. It they overhedge this business where you're hedging out front doesn't work. Why do we have to hedge to forty feet? Don't know. 
Offensively, there's things that you can do that work fine, but this is that's that's it. All right, when we come back, we are going women's basketball, a little wrestling, a little baseball. Tom Caker, Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. All when we come back here on the Hawkeye Hall on 17 under the Champion 101.3 FM. Each other in a week and a half to two weeks because we just continued our entire show through the break. It's too bad you missed it. It was really good stuff. It is, it's always good <laughs> stuff at the break because it's a little less uh, censored. Yeah. Um, but it's equally as pa equally as passionate. As passionate. Yes. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here, G Mix in West Point. <coughs> we are here this week, and we do have Tom. We do have Tom. Cool. We'll get to him in just a second. We are here this week. We will do a show next week, and then Lord willing, we'll do a show after that. Right? It's, uh, th that's the way it's going to go. And, uh, and we then when the Hawks get to yeah. the College World Series, we'll do one. <laughs> oh, we will do that. Well, that'll well, be. We're going to we're going to talk. I think we're going to. I think you have a good idea. We should do at least a once a month show over the next couple of months. Talking baseball, any spring sports we can, because baseball is really fun right now at 15-3. and three. But let's uh, do talk to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Haven't really been able to get with him uh, the last couple of weeks because of scheduling issues and not his fault at all, completely ours. But, hey, Tom, um, good afternoon. Good to talk to you. Saw you for two and a half minutes in Chicago there. Didn't realize you were sitting right in front of me. Uh, that yeah. didn't end up to be a whole lot of fun, and uh, neither did your trip to, uh, to Birmingham. But, hey, are you headed to Seattle this week now? I am not, but uh, we are sending uh, Kyle? Kyle Huseman, who covers the women uh, nice. for us. The women's, uh, so, uh, yeah, he's headed out uh, tomorrow to, um, yeah, to, to uh, cover, the, cover the Sweet 16, hopefully Elite Eight, hopefully Final Four. Exactly. Where are they playing in Seattle? It's the climate change or the climate, uh, what is it? The climate <laughs> commitment arena. It's the old key arena. Okay. So yep. it, it's, the old key. it's the same same arena. It's just got a climate pledge arena or something. Yeah, there climate. And, and, what, and literally, th this is the same place the Seattle Supersonics won an NBA championship in 1976 that's been remodeled, gutted, the outside torn down, gutted, and rebuilt three times. I, I'm a Sonics fan, remember? So I've I, actually seen yeah. a game. There? Seattle Supersonics versus Portland Trailblazers. Oh gosh, December '86. In the, oh, okay, so that would have been in. I, I actually, I actually covered um, Iowa versus Davidson and Gonzaga at that arena. At, at that, that arena. arena. All so right. It should be noted that Iowa, uh, Oklahoma, and UNLV in 1987; those were in the Kingdom. All right. They played those in the Kingdom. Bigger, bigger, uh, bigger arenas, but. Uh, well, this will be awful fun, Tom. I, I mean, awful I, I, fun. Lot Lots of fun. of fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> well, an awfully good, awfully good time. There you go. Um, I, I, obviously, Iowa can't get too upset about the fact that uh, out of nowhere, um, suddenly they're the betting favorite in this uh, particular regional because in their regional, everybody lost in the top four, and and they're down to except for Iowa. Uh, well, except for Iowa, and they're down to uh, to this uh, this game against Colorado, a six seed, right? And then uh, the other side was going to be uh, Louisville and um, Ole Miss, who was a nine. So they're not in uh, one, three, Louisville and four, seven, five, five, one, three, and four have lost. Not saying that any of these teams couldn't beat Iowa, right? But at the same time. Uh, the, the path is a little bit more clear in terms of you know, there's no UConn in the way, there's no South Carolina in the way, there's no not even a second-tier team in the way. Uh, this lines up pretty well. 
I, I, let me let me jump real quick to have you heard anything more about Han Hannah Stolke's injury uh, and and whether we expect her to play because I have not seen that in the last couple of days. Um, last thing I heard was the expectation was she's going to play, so um, I suspect we'll see Hannah out there on on Friday. Um, they can use her because uh, watching Colorado last night, they got some some bigs that like to play physical, but I, I don't think our, uh, we'll be able to keep up with her getting up and down the court. So right. um, I, I think that's going to be a real benefit. Uh, they got a really good guard that you know kind of pesters people um, that uh, I, I think will probably be on Caitlin. They played really physical uh, basketball and going to be interested to see how the game is officiated because, uh, you know, I was more finesse than power. And I, I think if it's officiated loosely, that's going to definitely favor Colorado. So, so it's a huge game. Uh, Louisville, Louisville, by the way, really good. I, I think they got somebody back that was hurt. And, you know, that's a traditional really good program. So right. I, I kind of suspect they're going to, kind of get through on the other side. So, Tom, I think you and I agree that women's basketball officiating is um, less than consistent. And the Georgia game, not just the last two or three fouls, which were, you know, super heavy and super hard throughout the game. And, and I'm going back to the, I believe it was the Maryland game in the Big Ten tournament where I felt like Maryland basically got up in, in Iowa's chili the entire game, double team down on Monica and double team, you know, Caitlin the whole time. And, you know, basically said, you know, Gabby, if you're going to make these, you're going to win. I think that recipe is still going to have to play, play out, but I'm talking about the physical toll on the, on the team. Do you think that that – I figure there's enough adrenaline, but do you think that that's an issue? I don't. I, I think, you know, they're going to be pretty well rested. Uh, I think they're pretty excited to play. But, I, you know, the thing I always say is uh, if, if you're frustrated by uh, men's college basketball officiating, watch, watch women. the women yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, then you'll, and you'll say, boy, it's not as bad as I think because oh. the women's game is just so poorly officiated. It is, it is frightening how bad it is. And, I those and yeah. you were too gentle with the 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 two fouls late in the game. The one on, on I was Gary I Marshall was on the other one on Caitlin. He was too. I mean, it, yeah. You were too gentle. It was those were dirty plays. Yes, yeah. especially the one that the girl that knocked Caitlin down. That was that was a dirty play. Well, you did know, she, she turn around and run from the game? Yeah, I I you yeah. know so she should have been it, run from the game. You know, it's interesting you say that, Tom, because I, I admittedly have watched more women's basketball um, in the last week than in, in the last five years. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that. I've watched more of Iowa in the last three months than I have, and I've watched more women's basketball in the last four weeks than I have in, in five years. And the, the, the thing I noticed here, I watched Ole Miss Stanford, uh, certainly watched Colorado last night, certainly watched Indiana and Miami last night, and here's what I, here's what I take away from that. As bad as we think it is in the Big Ten, the Big Ten officials call a lot of fouls to allow freewheeling play where the balls are passed around and people are allowed to shoot. 
In the other leagues, they let people just tackle everybody and nobody calls anything, which is why Indiana was sitting last night at 46 points at the end of regulation, why Stanford had 42 points at home at the end of regulation the other night. Uh, you know, and Ole Miss had been allowed to just hack and scramble around. Um, the, some of these teams are, are being allowed to do that, and it's affecting the outcomes of the game. Iowa the other day, with all the turnovers, they had 17. By the way, uh, Georgia had 18, so Iowa did stop them there. But with all the turnovers Iowa had the other day and all of the fouls, they were able to stem the tide and make things happen, which was actually encouraging when you see how this goes. Um, and then I watched last night. But gosh, at the end of that Colorado-Duke game, did you see there was a whole scramble at the end there where they literally, the ball went up in the air and three girls tackled each other. <laughs> they let it go, and then they just decided nothing happened, and so there's 22 seconds left. It is, it is brutal. You can't mm-hmm. count on that. So with that having been said comes down to talent and now I go back to where I feel like if Iowa has all their guns Tom and that includes Hannah Stolke because I think she's important if Iowa has all their guns they've got more bullets than the rest of these teams do yeah Iowa has the offense that these other teams don't I I think Louisville's got a pretty good offense too but um, Colorado's not not a big offensive team I don't think um Ole Miss doesn't strike me as a really good offensive unit. I mean, they They're had not. to they they had to they had to muck it up just they, to and they did yes get that get that yep. win and they they were allowed to do that. They just they they win ugly and I'll be interested to see how they do against Louisville um, trying that style because I think Louisville might be able to handle them, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But that. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think I will just kind of try and play right through that shot makers. As long as they they can make some shots, Iowa's going to be fine. Right. Um, but, you know, if they have a rough rough day at the office, missing a lot of shots and turning the ball over, then it's danger time. Then, right. then you, 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 can, you can go home but pretty quickly. But they, it has they... set up. It has set up, guys, yeah. for Iowa to make the Final Four. Yeah, it really it has. has yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Caitlin ended up with 22 the other day. I think Monica with 20, but at one point in time in that game, they were both well below their average, and it kind of uh, water found its level there towards the end of the game. But um, uh, you know they weren't they didn't shoot well. This wasn't the best shooting game that they've had, and they still won it. Uh, if they can shoot well and give Gabby Marshall and and Kate Martin yeah, and and Warnock, uh, and Warnock uh, credit for for finding ways to help supplement that if they're in there. The Hawks have a real chance. This, this is a lot of fun. Let's just face it. It's a lot of fun. I, I do want to mention before we get out of this that Jan Jensen was named today the WCBA uh, National Assistant Coach of the Year. We've, yeah. we've seen Phil Parker get s- similar uh, accolades on the football side and talked about how that's so much well-deserved. Boy, this one is too. If you think about what Jan Jensen's role on this team is, I mean, heck, she's she's interviewed on the post-game show after every game, right, in addition to Lisa. and But on top of that, she works with the bigs, right? And how, how far can we go back before Iowa, when Iowa has not had a great inside post player, right, whether it's Gus the Bus or Monica, you know, but there's been others as well. And, and she's just been a stalwart side-by-side person working with uh, Lisa Bluter. For 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> She is, she is, she is Lisa Bluter's right hand. Yeah, and, no question um, about it. She could have had a number of head coaching jobs, I think, over the years, and she's just kind of comfortable in this role. And 
she is, uh, and, and, and to add on to that, she is their main recruiter too. And she's the one that's kind of signing the final box off on people before they, they get to coach Bluter. So, um, yeah, she is, she's a terrific recruiter, uh, and an even better coach on the court, just developing players and, uh, and, and a, and if you've met her, world-class oh, person. Oh, yeah. Just uh, all class, great all the way. All I know. Class all the way. I knew her before, I mean, literally 30 years ago. Literally. Literally 30 years ago. I, you know, I went to wow. Lindmar. Lisa Bluter was ahead of me by four or five years. I didn't meet her then. But, yeah. but I, by the way, I went to, I did go to school. Jan Katie, Jensen Katie came, Amber, Abrahamson was at Wash while Jan I was there, Jensen but. came to a New Year's Day football party that Ooh, really? we were both at. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun to have. It's, it's one thing to have your head coach recognize all the time when they do these, these funky little ratings, which I th- think it's funny, Tom. We could discuss that about the football thing on, on, on three. But, uh, but um, when you when you have a couple of these assistants who are just there year in and year out, and they and everybody there's, knows there's they're th- that good. There's three of them, or it's Lisa, Jan, and who's the third, Tom? Um, on on Lisa's staff. Yes. Um, she's got um, Abby's on there. Abby, former Abby Everett, Abby, Abby Stamp, and then uh, Raina. I'm scrambling too. Harmon. Okay. Well, yeah. what are and, the uh, and then I, uh, and Fitz, uh, Jenny Fitzgerald is is like a, yes. she yes. is That's like a, special yep. assistant yep. to Lisa Bluter, yes. um, but she's still very involved uh, breaking down film. She's just not on the road anymore and on the court anymore. Who's but, the uh, uh, blonde girl sits at the end of the bench? Looks like a player, but is never plays. Is that the girl from Kansas? Uh, Kelly Fearback. Uh, no, she's not there. That's, this is Kylie Fearback. She's yeah, not sitting on the bench. Yeah, that she's yeah. Ky, she's Kylie's, hurt. Uh, oh, and she'll be yeah, playing a lot next year, right? ACL. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's ACL. who it is. Yeah. Thank you. And she will be a big it, addition next it, year. Intern Andrew Ridge. She'll, fire, fire she'll, she will be throwing the McKenna Warnock spot next year. Yes. Yes. Okay, um, Tom. I I, I know that uh, we want to be all fired up on this stuff, but we were. Oh shoot, we're out of time. Oh. Hey, Tom, next week after the All Sweet right. 16, we'll we're going to the final four. We're right. going to the final four. Thanks, Tom. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We'll uh, come back on the other side on uh, the Hawkeye Huddle. And we are back to wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle. 17 under the chip. Turn me up just a tad. Just, just a, there you go. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. We have just got a couple of weeks left. Remember when the season started? I pulled in here, and I the season started this year, and I remember I said to you, I got goosebumps, right? Because I love doing you, you and I love doing this. And when we don't do this, we we miss it, which we've had years where we've said we're not going to do it, and then we get in literally August, 10th. August and go, ah, we got to do this, right? And the only way we can continue to do this is with our great sponsors. And I was going to say, G-MIGS is always there for us the last five years. We've had a lot of great sponsors. They are always there with us. Angie Lancaster. Angie Lancaster has helped keep us going. She really has, aside from the fact that she's terrific at her job. Oh, by the way. She's uh, really helped the she, Hawkeye Huddle. you got to thank her for that. She won a ginormous major award out in Las Vegas just did, two weeks ago. Did you stand up and wave? Did you give award. Did you give the parade wave? 
Oh, it's odd. Yeah. You did. You don't like do. You don't like attention, do you? She does not like the attention, no, even though we're giving her on the radio right now. I know, but she, we should. She it, does, but you she need to check her out. For, if, you're gonna, if you want to sell a house, get a hold or of buy a house. Asking, right, or buy a house. Uh, Brian Brian Howe Key Mortgage. He was sitting here a little bit earlier as well. They are great friends, which is one of the reasons they're 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 part of this deal. His, so. Oh, oh, went golfing at Bruce. Well, there you go. There you go. They have an indoor thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then of course our friends at AMPM Plumbing. They've been with us what three or four years now. Three. They must they must be getting a little bit out of this, which is good. Uh, they do it. We we understand that, and you personally, but we understand they do a terrific job. They are. Uh, they're located here in Valley Junction, but they go all over the metro, and it really is. It's the same charge, uh, day or night, uh, weekends. Plumbing. We, you know what right, they do. Right. They do plumbing. They do plumbing. Uh, weekends and and uh, and weekdays, same same price, right? Pretty cool stuff. By the way, no one's ever had a plumbing problem at two o'clock in the right. afternoon on Tuesday. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> and then, of course, our friends at Blue Bacon, Bacon uh, the Blue, Blue Ribbon, Ribbon Bacon Festival. And here's the deal with the oh bacon. Tweet at us this week. That is at Hawkeye Huddle or at Hawkeye Huddle Two. Your prediction for the score between Iowa Colorado on Friday night at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Two VIP tickets to the entire Bacon VIP. Fest. This is not just tickets. It's VIP. We're going to take the closest, and then if there's ties, we're going to throw it in a hat. We're going to draw it out. We're going to talk to you next week on this radio program, and somebody will win. However, if nobody tweets at us, we're literally going we, – we already have tickets, by the way, so David and I can't even use them. So – we're going to have to just, like, I don't know, maybe we'll give them to Bruce. I don't know what we're going to do. We, we, gotta, we, 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 we need we somebody to tweet at us. Come on, folks. figure it out. Right. And, and plus, we know people do do pay attention to our tweets because people argue with me all the time. Well, particularly you. Well, the funniest thing is I posted on Tom's, uh, on, on the Hawkeye <clears throat> um, yeah. website the other day on his on the Hawkeye swarm. report on the Swarm. And Fridays, who's been yes. there forever, came back and he goes, well, I agree with most of what you said, even though I never do. And I'm like, dude, I've never posted on here. But he knows who I am, right? right. I almost He's like, although you, I never agree with you. I agree with most of what you said. So it's good to know. People kind of know who I am, whether or not they agree with me. And by the way, just in case anybody wonders, part of what we do here on this show is discuss. We could be tamer. We could be less... Good Lord. But we discussed that's our whole point of doing this show. It's kind of fun, right? Anyway. Well, we appreciate all of you who've listened to us for the last 19 years. That's 19 years. We're doing 20 next year. That's the way it's going to go. Hey, baseball team uh, this week, uh, they got four. They got St. Thomas 10 to 1 on uh, Tuesday. And then in a snowstorm, and I'm not kidding you, it was a full-on snowstorm. They uh, took care of South Dakota State on Friday 5 to 4. 12-2 12-2 to them in seven innings, got the 10-run the rule uh, first game on Sunday, and then 5-3 to three in seven innings on uh, Sunday snowstorm? as well. It was, dude, it was, uh, that was, we were watching baseball, right? And we were watching basketball, right? And it was snowing, and we had a full-on, it was 35 like, degrees. Like uh, the Saturday before snowstorm? Yeah. It was. It Those was, big, fat flakes. It was big, Fat, ugly flakes coming down, and they still won the game. Fat um, rain. They've got Grandview tomorrow. It got pushed from today to tomorrow. Try to get some better temperatures. And then uh, Western Michigan, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Iowa City. Get over there and take a look at them. Here's the thing. Then after that, I think they've got one smaller school they play on uh, Tuesday of next week. And then they're into the Big Ten. And uh, they'll start off with Maryland, who ostensibly was the other best team in the Big Ten. 
and it goes down from there. So they're, they're, like their RPI chances go down from there. The biggest series in all of their Big Ten season is the first one that's no coming kidding. up on the 31st. Of, uh, now, some, some other teams may have come up by now, but they're 15-3. and three. Now, two of those, so these Tuesday games against the small schools, St. Thomas, Grandview, and such, they don't count against the RPI because it's, it's Division Three. Right. But we still put them on the on the sketch at the end of the at the end of the year when the NCAA committee looks at this, they still count it, right? They still look at it, right? So uh, these at fifteen and three, this is the best start that Heller has ever had, and Iowa's had since uh, umpteen twenty thirty years, right? Since Dwayne Banks. Well, well before that, <laughs> and and here's uh, and here's why. Since you, you Forrest Evaseski took over you, the baseball program. You get into games against South Dakota State, and Iowa's traditionally won two out of three, right? Teams that are not very good, they would traditionally want to. They're really good. They're really good. The pitching is the pitching is really good, and but but really, the transfers that have come in, the dorky kid from from Wofford has come in and been great. Huxdorf is up up. But he says game. dorky. That's his name, right? Dorky. D o r i g i h or dorky. Okay, well, yeah. you, it sounded like you said dorky. Dorky. And uh, they're, they're really fun to watch. So it's it's been really good. All right, Pay let's, attention. I want to spend wrestling. Two, two minutes on wrestling and and talk about the funeral <laughs> that had to be after Spencer got pinned. And I didn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't even watch the highlights. So my description of you of what my St. Patrick's Day was like. Yeah, that's what Spencer Lee's day right. was. So, no. In the middle of that, somewhere near the three-quarter mark of my St. Patrick's Day. Right. As I was sitting down, uh, kibitzing with folks and uh, enjoying my right. umpteenth number adult libation, I looked up, and there he was on his back. Right, I missed most of it. I watched it later. Was uh, he I recorded ahead? it. He had gotten ahead. He had battled back seven to four. He battled back, put everything into it, and they slipped him into a position. And he was just—he was beat. He was up eight to seven, but he was just tired. On top of that, it sounds like there's a rumor he's already he had blown out his knee again, again? Oh, no. uh, weeks ago, and no, didn't tell anybody. And it was close, and you're just rooting for it, and it didn't happen. And the kid pinned him. Uh, and and I I have to admit, um, I was as sad about that as the basketball team losing. I was I mean, as well, sad you're, as, you're you know. so sad for him. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's something the kids put everything in his life into. Now he's got other stuff to look forward to. He's going to world championships and other stuff. Right, but uh, but th- there's guys like R R R G or R B Y, and those guys or B R whatever you know. He's still only three time champion. There's only there's only five. Kid from kid from Colgate actually got it done this year. Cornell actually got it done this year. So there's only five. Iowa ends up second, by the way, Nationals second. Uh, and peop- for people who want to say Iowa wrestling said, hey, they won it two years ago. This right. is just two years ago. Last year they would have won it, especially didn't get hurt. Right. Right? This year they didn't have the horses. They were they were older. than There's a lot of talent coming in. There's a ton of talent coming in. Don't write them off. Just Hey, Drake Ayala is possibly going to be the national championship next year uh, at 125. He just had to wait behind Spencer Lee this year, right? Hey, just give him a chance. Let's see how this goes. Ben Keeter's coming in. Kid doesn't lose, right? I mean, there's guys coming in. What's he going to wrestle? I'm not sure. Because he's going to weigh 230, which puts him in heavyweight. That's uh, a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. Oh, you're going to get him down to Cassiope's one, coming back. You're going to get him down to 190? Yeah, that doesn't happen. No. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you, there's talent coming into the program. It's it's going to be great. Um, let's let's give if let's Ben Keeter's 250. Cassiope doesn't wrestle. Pro- maybe not. Cassiope's gonna so all Americans, six All Americans. Real Woods was upset in the in the finals, uh, which which hurt. He got second. Cassiope fourth. Nelson Branch, we said it last week. Was I said ready. It. I agreed. I agreed. You said it. I agreed. He wrestled up. He got fifth place. Came in at number eleven. Got fifth uh, and and really wrestled up. Uh, Warner ended up fifth. About where he's been. Uh, he's a five-time All-American though, so you got to give a uh, little cred to him. Never winning a national championship, but five-time All-American, five times on the podium, it's pretty impressive. It's it's darn near impossible to do what he did. Um, and you know, Jacob Warner is a very awesome wrestler, but he he's frustrating to watch because sometimes he goes to this show. But it seems like the national tournament, outside of the one loss that he had to start the or not start second round. Uh, really was, turned him in, you yeah. know, put him on the backside of the bracket, and he, he got to where he could get. So good for them. And, you know, good for the Hawks. You lose your leader in the very first match of that day, and the next eight guys go out there and win to bring it back. You know, they're wrestling for him. They're doing everything they can for him. So Tom Brands, Terry Brands, that whole staff, I – you will never convince me we should ever get rid of them. Uh, it's interesting. I've, I, I've, seen, I've, I've heard comments. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, I will show you. I, I have a couple of very close friends, you know, who they yes. are, who are uh, who, one who was a wrestler at Iowa for a little while. Oh, we're right out of time. Let's pick that up next week. Thoughts? Final four? Yes. Women's final four? I agree. They're going. I may go. We'll see. Where is it? Dallas. Oh, all right. There you go. We'll check you next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 Champ 101.3 FM.